It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The polls opened Tuesday morning in Georgia's Senate runoff election. Both sides spent Monday making their final case to get people out to vote. Senator Raphael Warnock, maintaining a slight lead in the last polls, campaigned in Atlanta Monday, telling supporters not to get complacent. Polls close at 7 p.m. Eastern, and then we can finally put the 2022 midterms to rest, especially since Arizona officials on Monday finally certified that state's November midterm election results, despite unfounded claims by some Republicans vowing to fight the results in court. But the final approval of the state's vote canvas made the winners official in races for governor, senator, secretary of state, attorney general, and a few others. Some Republican candidates and local election officials had argued that printer malfunctions in Maricopa County, the state's most populous, disenfranchised some voters, an allegation that state election officials denied. Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, who was now the state's governor-elect, said, quote, Arizona had a successful election that they did. The extreme court is busy this week, likely tearing down more of the settled law that protects rights in this country. The 6-3 court, now dominated by ideological ultra-right-wingers, heard arguments Monday in a case involving Lori Smith. She identifies herself as a Christian website designer who wants to expand her business to offer wedding sites but doesn't want to offer her services to same-sex couples because of her discriminatory, bigoted religious beliefs. So, using a hypothetical case without any example of such a dilemma ever happening, she filed a lawsuit to preemptively allow her to discriminate based on sexual orientation, claiming that forcing her to create a website for a same-sex couple would violate her right to free speech. Seriously. The only thing more offensive than the case in the first place is some of the comments from some of the justices, like Samuel Alito. If there's a a black Santa at the other end of the mall, and he doesn't want uh, to have his picture taken with a a child who's dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit, that, that black Santa has to do that? No, because Ku Klux Klan outfits are not protected characteristics under public accommodation laws. And presumably that would be the same Ku Klux Klan outfit, regardless whether the child was black or white or any other characteristic. You do see see a lot of black children in Ku Klux Klan outfits, right? All the the time. All the time. Okay. Wait, there's more. An unmarried Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his J-date dating profile. Uh, is it a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people? It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe Justice Kagan will also be familiar with the next website I'm going to mention. So next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his AshleyMadison.com <laughs> dating profile. I'm not suggesting that. I mean, she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting <laughs> Okay. Does he have to do it? Well, again, it would, it would, what Colorado look, it depends. It, it, what Colorado looks to is what services the photographer makes available to the public. And if, if the photographer makes that service available to, to others taking pictures, uh, you know, for use on websites, then probably yes. Thank goodness Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Ketanji Brown Jackson are on the court. Can you give me your thoughts on 
a photography business in a shopping mall during this holiday season. They want to have a sign next to the Santa that says only white children. Why isn't your uh, argument that they should be able to do that? And may maybe it is. Because in the photograph itself, the objection is not contained in that photograph. But in addition, I think it's important to remind the court. That no, 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 don't leave. Sorry. What do you mean? I mean, the objection, just like your uh, client's objection, is to expressions that uh, violate their own views of what is being depicted. Wow. A decision in this case is expected by July. This comes as supporters of LGBTQ rights fear that the 6-3 right-wing majority on the highest court in the land may be setting its sights on reversing the landmark 2015 opinion that cleared the way for same-sex marriage nationally. But wait, the week's not over yet. The extremes come back for round two on Wednesday when another right-wing group argues in favor of giving states independent legislatures complete control over elections. Slate's Dahlia Lithwick explains the significance of this one. It's a really wackadoo theory called the independent state legislature doctrine, and doctrine really belongs in quotation marks. It was hatched in an underground lab. It has no footing in history. It has no footing in existing doctrine. But it is a North Carolina challenge that essentially is making the claim that state Supreme Courts have no power to review state legislatures on election-related operations that state legislatures put into place. This is so plucked out of thin air, and yet we've already seen four justices on the current court evince interest in it. I'm trying to not sound chicken little-ish, but the outcome of this case could really quite seriously be that state legislatures have plenary, unreviewable power to do with election law what they want. From the ouch files, a U.S. district judge on Monday sentenced disgraced attorney Michael Avenatti to 14 years in prison for tax evasion and for stealing millions of dollars from four clients. The judge also ordered Avenatti to pay nearly $11 million in restitution to those clients and the IRS. Avenetti pleaded guilty earlier this year to wire fraud and trying to obstruct IRS efforts to collect $5 million in unpaid payroll taxes for a business he co-owned called Tully's Coffee. My, how the mighty have fallen. And finally, Twitter may have turned into a cesspool, but today we applaud Reddit and the Kanye West or Ye's subreddit, which was a tribute to the rapper but its users have repurposed that subreddit into a record of the Holocaust. They did this after the artist's many anti-Semitic remarks. A moderator for the subreddit, which has 711,000 members and ranks among the top 1% biggest groups on the platform, also said that admins have banned users, taken down dozens and dozens of posts and comments, and will continue to crack down on clear and obvious hate speech. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.